Welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, uh, here to talk all things horse racing, where you are into the spring. We have the Metro, we have the Epsom, we have a bunch of others going around. Yes, it is Mornington down south, but um, you've got some fun racing on Friday night too, which is pretty exciting. Uh, one thing off the top, we have been running a little sweep thing. Uh, we ran it last week. So if you're interested in being involved, it's 20 bucks. Uh, you pick one horse per quaddy leg in Sydney and in Melbourne. Uh, if you get three points for a win, two points for a second, one point for a third. If you get 17 points or more, you win. If no one gets 17 points, then we roll it over to the following week and we spend $20 again and the pool gets bigger and bigger. Surprisingly, last week, we've done this in the past and sometimes it doesn't go off for weeks and weeks and then, you know, by the time someone has a 20, you're entering $20 every week, you can win a few thousand. So... This time, last week though, uh, one of the lads actually got 21 points. uh, It was a bit of a favourite day, I understand that, but he was uh, tipping up a storm, which was pretty unusual. So if you are interested, it's 20 bucks, uh, please reach out, it's probably easier on Instagram or Facebook, and uh, I'll give you the info, but um, yeah, it was 500 bucks, I think someone got $500 last week, so it'll jackpot most likely if no one gets it this week, so... Reach out if you are keen. All right, I've got uh, Tommy and Coey. We're going to do a relatively quick one, I think, today, and we'll be focusing on Roundwick. Um, trying to find a winner, especially uh, later on in the card. It is bloody hard in the Epsom, for example, seven dollars the field. But uh, Tommy, how are you? Yeah, mate. One of the um, one of the great weekends. Your grand finals. You've got a race in um, Epsom, three Group Ones. Valley Friday night, mate, can't go wrong all weekend, really, just punt your heart away. Coey, how are you? Good, boys. Uh, yeah, it's that time of year, three group ones, as Tommy mentioned, and how good's night racing coming back? That means, it's, you know, the, we're about to hit daylight savings, we're about to get warmer weather. I mean, Canterbury yeah, gets a workout. Great, great time of year. Yeah, I think I might. I used to love I went to a Canterbury a couple of times over the years. It's a long way from my home, but he's... Um, it is pretty awesome what they do there and the valley starting up. So I noticed this year the Manicato is not on a Friday. Yeah, they've moved it to... Um, Saturday. They've changed the whole program. Yeah, interesting. Which is cool. I mean, the carnival just gets longer and longer. So I think Manicato is on Cox Plate Day now, much like it was... Was it on the Cox Plate Day last year? Remember the one that you went to? No, that was on Friday. Day? Yeah, they, it was on Friday. And then obviously when I went, it got abandoned. And then they made it race 10 the following day. And then... That was where Bella just won by about five lengths. Yeah, crazy. Um, right, well, we'll be doing Ram Week, and then we might touch on those couple at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Um, before we start, any mail on who's going to fill up these last couple of slots for the Everest? Looking at you, Thomas. I've heard so many different things, all contradictory, that you don't know what's true and what's absolute bullshit. It's just, it's become one of the one of the great ones this year, just with, like, Late drama and yeah. people refusing to go and all that. I've heard Imperatries being basically offered to start and all sorts of stuff if they take people's slots. I've heard Espiona, I've heard Shinto's out and back in. Hawaii Five-O's trialling the house down at track work and alcohol-free. Um, yeah, I heard that might be a chance of getting named next. Huge for you, long especially if it comes out, does really well. 
I've heard remark stories. I've I've heard it tears Invincible. I've heard NCAP made this. There's just little whispers around. You don't know what to believe. Os- Osmosis was actually yeah. the real surprising one after everyone, it lived up to what everyone thought it was, and there's actually been no talk about Osmosis at all. So I found that really, um, really interesting after Brandon and last week. And Espiona. Mate, I'm, I was a big fan of Espiona. Backed it first up when it almost won at 20s and then backed it again. And she, I heard someone describing, I think it was Corey Brown, just saying she's running too fast for her legs uh, and head to keep up. She's running so fast that she's actually pulling her head around and just making it easier for her because the wind's hitting her so hard. So it's it's a funny thing with her action, but, um, mate, she, God, she's quick. Yeah. Where are you, Coe? Who do you think? Well, I, I'm pretty sure there has been mail about osmosis, Tommy, so I, I'm pretty sure Scott Darby and... Henry Fields, who owned the horse, have been talking to quite a few people. Their phone's been pretty busy, is my understanding. So, but but on the other side of that coin is uh, Bjorn Baker doesn't really want to run her or him quite yet, just um, purely because they've they've mapped out this race, the Coolmore to be the grand final. Not to say that it's kind of very Godolphin, but it almost has that Godolphin feel where he. He wants to just get that group one out of the way and then he reckons that come autumn, come this time next year, he will genuinely be an Everest chance. So I think the mail around him is there. It's just, I think there is conflicting stories where obviously the owners want to run the horse because it's a $20 million race. So it's a no-brainer, right? But uh, the trainer himself is more in the likes of, oh, let's get that big group one on on your, you know, your regime and then let's talk big things this time next year. So, wait and see what happens with it. As for the other slots, I think, yeah, Shinzo's still in uh, with the chance. Alcohol-free, I think it runs top three. It's definitely in. Um, and that leaves Aquas really... Well, I mean, they, they must be a little bit deflated. Yeah. In, uh, them and... Um, who owns it? I can't remember. The the white with the green and yellow sash, the thoroughbred owners... Um, it's a little bit disheartening because obviously it's a minor injury, but you're not going to take the chance with someone, something like her, just such a big broodmare prospect. And they paid what three million for her or something, four million for her. So it is a shame for connections that they can't run this year. But you still need to look after these animals, and the welfare is, you know, the most important thing about these horses. So. There's a lot to unpack, but I don't know if you're going to see anything jump out of the ground. This weekend, even if the Moya is won by, oh, it's hard to look past Imperatrice, but Rothfire, Aspora. Uncommon James. Uncommon James. I, I guess they do enter the picture, but it's tricky to think how they will fathom with what's already taken a slot. So yeah. there's a lot to map out yes. in the next two weeks. So Godolphin have in secret, and they've also got Cylinder, I think. Cylinder, like, they've always been a bit weary of putting three-year-olds in, so I always always thought they weren't willing to run Bivouac or in secret as a three-year-old. They might not be keen to let Cylinder go around, but long and behold, they've got Cylinder in there as well as in secret, both at equal odds to 11. So Cylinder could be a good go. Um, All right, well, we're going to go a bit quicker tonight. So we're going to do round week and look at a bit of a Mooney Valley. So... Look, if there's no, if there's some races here that you're not overly fond of or keen, just we can fly through them. But midway kicks it off. 
Always exciting midway. Ten races still. Uh, Eighteen hundred meter state of America. Zach Lloyd, who is he's got now he's going to be riding cylinder actually in the Everest, which is pretty exciting for him. Uh, Three sixty, and then we got Loving Silla. Tyler's aboard. Tyler flying again. Twelves into six fifty. Just checking. Yeah, there was so there's no deduction. So twelves into six fifty, and then Phillipsburg. A couple of people own. Blake Shin is up. Riding Extreme Freedom is there. Celestial Fury and then others at double figures. A couple of bucks for Whiskey Wisdom. I saw that Brad Gray liked that. I saw Tab put that out earlier. Uh, Tommy, like anything in the midway? Yeah, the reasoning behind it as well, too, is um, the form the race he came out of was um, uh, Snowman, who won yesterday, and the horse uh, that beat it to the Rift Rocket. Yeah, so that Quinella... Oh, that form was franked in town yesterday, so you can see why he's found whiskey wisdom at a bit of a price there. So I don't mind that at all. And the other one, which would be great to see him win, would be Tommy Berry on Celestial Fury. Uh, really yeah. consistent form. Nathan Doyle killing it at the moment. Um, he's the other one I like. And our Marianne, um, since being bought by um, the McLeavy Colours, um, been going really well. But a couple there at odds, you could. Uh, play around with. Good to see Tommy Berry back. Who do you like, Coey? Uh, hard to look past the favourite for mine. Uh, State of America and uh, uh, Mary Ann come out of the same race. State of America probably was a good thing beaten uh, last start. It was just absolutely trucking along behind the leaders and had nowhere to go. And when it found daylight, it was just too late. And uh, Mary Ann already had the sustained kind of momentum down the outside and unimpeded runs and so forth. So it won by, I don't know, one and a half thereabouts. But State of America, draws three, should probably settle closer. Yeah, it's it's definitely the horse to beat. Uh, Whiskey Wisdom, we've already touched on, but I just think if there were to be slight qualms, it'd be just the, the, the firmness on the, of the track come tomorrow, or sorry, Saturday. It definitely likes a little bit of sting out of the ground, so... Tread carefully, I think, but there is enough of a price to back, and Loving Silla was huge, uh, and the extra 200 metres should be good. 12 bucks would have been juicy, 650, probably about the right price point right now. So you can back all three, but I think the favourite's got to be hard to beat. All right, favourite, we go to the gym crack. So start with the girls. They're all... Um if you've been watching trials, is what you've been looking for. But Lady of Camelot for J-Mac, 230 out to 260. Lady to sort, 390. 440 Invincible Madison and double figures for everyone else. A couple of bucks, I guess. Erno's Cube for the Myron Eustace Stable had a trial, but I haven't looked at these trials. So I've been expecting you boys would have. So, Tommy, for the girls, who do you like? Yeah, tough one. Um, lining these up, they're all pretty con- Pretty consistent in the trials. I, I didn't mind Celestial Bling uh, trial, but it's so hard. Gay and Adrian got, got a good hit out here and um, a few of them there. But Celestial Bling and the price sort of jumped out at me. But there's been a couple of others that have been backed, including Invincible Madison. So not overly keen, but um, maybe Celestial Bling and the price. Celestial Bling at 12s. Adam Hieronymus Award. Coe, have you looked at many trials? Yeah, I've watched all of them. Um... I'm happy to say the market's probably right in saying Lady of Camelot. I mean, it definitely had probably the most eye-catching trial for the girls, I think. It was just hard-held, effortless. It just looked like a ready, ready-made ready galloper and it's only two years old, so sky's the limit. Overall time was good. Last 600, really good. Hard to ignore. Uh, Lady of Tassort, much the same. 
I thought she could be the one that genuinely knocks off the favourite. Um, daughter of Tussaud, fastest trial amongst the girls on the day. She responded well with the stick. So, you know, you like to see these two-year-old juveniles respond to urgings. And, you know, you saw that with Lady Tussaud and the times definitely reflect. And something that I thought was eye-catching, probably not over the 1,000 metres, but the next couple of starts where it kind of jumps out to 1,200, maybe even 1,400, uh, this Totoka from uh, the Paul area looked really nice, charged late, great through the line. So definitely a minor money chance, but I think it's going to be the two ladies, Lady of Camelot and two uh, Lady to sort fighting it out. Okay, ladies, we go the boys, 1,000 metres. Breeders Plate, Scampi is the fave. It's been supported, 230 into $1.95. Looks like it had a pretty good trial in the Kenzo. Volatile is there. J-Mike gets the rye for the Snowdens. Straight Charge is the only other one in single figures. Uh, nothing overly been backed or touched. A couple of bucks, I guess, for Highness, for Zach Lloyd and uh, Mr. Friedman. 23s into 12s today, but Tommy, what about the boys? And I, I'm going to go with Mara News because with the favourite here, I thought it really stood out to me at the trials. And you look at the last couple of years, they, the one that they bring always seems to do pretty well. They've had en- Enthar and Kulam Cato the last couple of years. So Scampi looks like the one after its trial was pretty impressive. Volatile was good too. Um, but I think Scampi could be something special, this kid. What about you, Kai? Scampi? ninety-five is the real qualm for me. I think that is rock bottom. Um, probably rightful favourite as well. I think the market really didn't miss with the the breeders and the gym crack. I think the favourites are going to be hard to beat. All thing that Tommy said, it was real eye-catching. Uh, clock read well, but the price is just rock bottom. I think Volatile is probably the one that is a little bit... Well, I mean, it's, it's not that much more uh, better in the price, but it, you're still getting about four bucks. I think that's great. J-Mac booking shows plenty of intent. Um, just a little query on how it jumped in that first trial, or its only trial. It was a little bit slow to begin, tailed off last, and then what he did late was uh, what he uh, what he did late was really really eye catching. Looped the field. I think uh, I can't remember who was on board that day, but just gave it one smack coming into the straight, and it just really just charged home. One pretty comfortably, actually, by about one and a half. So I definitely respect um, straight charge, fastest time of the day, hard hard piece of work. Beat scampy time by about eight eight to nine lengths. So it could be the value play, but just for the price, I think I'm going to be leaning towards volatile. Okay, volatile. Uh, race number four, Altivo. Zach Lloyd riding for the Hawks. Drawn pretty wide. It is 360 at second up. Unspoken is there. Tommy Sherry riding for the Snowdens. Had a nice win at Rose Hill uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. Uh, it's got a couple of bucks for it. It's 370. Renaissance Woman is there. 12s into 850. We're double figures for, for Valor. Very wide for Hieronymus and the Bot Stable. Uh, looking to bounce back. Had a little second last start. Political debates there at 12s. And there were big odds for the rest of them. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, the um the wide gag for four valor through me too, Zach, but looking at the speed, I don't think there's too much. Like I think he might um come across pretty easily and could dictate for valor. I think the only other really one is Bjorn's horse, uh, Kiss the Bride that might take it up a bit with Brock Ryan aboard, but I still think um for Valor, Adam Hieronymus on for Gay and Adrian can cross and dictate and um if that's the case, I think eleven dollars is a great price. I I like for Valor. 
Good odds. What about you, Kane? I think just for that reason, what Tommy mentioned, I think it makes it sets it up perfectly for what is it, unspoken for the Snowden team. I think just, I think the, the tactics will be, you know, four valor, kiss the bride lead, unspoken strong one. I'd say the connection would want them to kind of sit in the box seat or two back defence, near enough to the speed anyway. So I think. That first up run was really good. I think it has a really good fresh record. Second up, yeah, a little bit of a question mark, but I think just the space between runs, I think it's come back a better horse. Tom Cherry's riding winners at the moment, so can't take anything away from him. I'd say I'm spoken on top. Altivo is firming, and I've just got a little query on it. I just don't know what it does from that wide gate. I think it's going to be mapping negatively, despite the money coming for it. I think it's going to be like... Near last, unless there's just a change of tactics that I've missed. But I think Unspoken, in terms of the favourites, would look the likely winner out of the two. There's a lot of interesting runners returning here, and I'll be keeping an eye on. So, you know, you like the Renaissance Woman, Stroke of Luck. They're going to go on to bigger and better things in the coming weeks. So definitely watch for a lot of them. But I think it is a race in two, as the market actually has it. And I'm leaning towards Unspoken at the moment. Yeah, I think I'm in your camp, Koei. So, unspoken, we go to race number five, and it's the Dulcify over the mile. Uh, it looks like a pretty good race. So, we've got Tom Kitten there for Nash. It's 280 into 230, so being well-supported. Uh, it's going to be third up, had a good win, a uh, couple of starts back, and then ran a third to end cap. Pushy is there at sixes, in from eight, with Jay Collard aboard, drawn pretty wide. Cafe Millennium, Barrier 11, Blake Shin, 750, a little bit of a drift. We're double figures for Raff Attack, uh, the Waterhouse runner, and... Ten Hauser. I always love seeing J Mac on something at double figures, so that's at twelves. And then anything else that's been backed, well, I guess you can say Port Lockroy, Hieronymus, hundreds into thirties. Other than that, uh, something like Kintyre has been absolutely friendless. But Tom Kitten, very short Tommy for Godolphin. Yeah, but you look at the form it's come out of and um, finishing behind Dan Capu. I saw it won a Golden Rose last week until the last second. Um, Hurts. Yeah, you can see why. You can see why it's favourite. But um, back marker and not a great deal of speed. We went up to Newcastle last week. And I'll just quickly tell this story that um, (laughs) I was a big fan of Pushy in the first. And only only truck I saw on the way up was Michael Friedman, who had the one horse in Pushy. And I was like, oh, good, I'm going to unload on Pushy in the first. And... Have a great day. Get to the um, get to the hotel, waiting for Cowie to get there and pick up the tickets. And I'm in shirts, song, t-shirt, whatever. And all these people are there in their suit tie, dressed up nicely, going to the races. And there's this one old bloke who's on a on a walker walking through, and he looks at me and he goes, "Mate, you look like a punter." And I said, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, yeah, I don't mind a bet." And he goes, "Mate." Whatever you do, don't back the favourite in the first. It never wins. I've been coming to Newcastle <laughs> races for 30 years and the favourite never wins the first. And then Coe and I went, went and had a beer before we met you and we were looking at the first and a bit of support for the, the Narrowfield horse and, and he got in my head and Mick Wallace and Coe were saying, oh, this, this Narrowfield horse is all right. So I went, oh, damn, I'll, I'll swap. Of course, pushing one by about four lengths. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Never let people talk in or out of a bet that you like. Yeah, talk you out of it's worse. Story. Yeah, talk you out of it. Uh, 
anyway, um, it was it was pretty impressive pushy if you go back and watch that win. Um, Blake Shin on I really like Blake Shin on Cafe Millennium. I just I'd like a touch more pace in this race. It's sort of a lot of mid pack, but if they go hot and horse can jump well and be in it and Blake Shin on he on this big monster of a horse could be just rocketing late. So I'm I'm a big fan of Cafe Millennium. I, I think it's my on top tip. And then one I'm going to have each way is Noisy Boy at $81. Really good win in town, beating uh, some good horses there in Super Maiden. It's just drawn really wide and um, a real big step up, but big fan of the horse. So interesting to see it. And Wrath Attack was the other one that um, has a bit of speed and there's not a lot of speed that can maybe just hold on. But I think Cafe Palladium, if they go quick, uh, will be a massive bet. 7.50 Cafe Millennium. Coey, are you with the fave or gone wide? Yeah, I'm the same with Tommy, really. Cafe Millennium, I think, is the value play. It was enormous the last couple of starts. It's going to go on to do bigger and better things from this, I think. Um, a win will definitely help. Yes, it probably needs a little bit of... It, it probably looks like there's not enough speed in this, but generally when it's a big field like this, there will be speed just generated. I think it just naturally comes and... I think it'll be just sitting right at the back and just doing what it does. It just launches late and it does take on trust because it is a back marker. But I think 750 right now, it has drifted out, but I think it's a great little price point. Uh, Tom Kitten, I mean, the writing's already on the wall. Missed the 280, which is a shame. 230. It, I, I don't think it'll be pushing any further, I think. I think the, the bookies will be wanting to keep safe with this runner. It's, Campaign has been pretty much next to flawless. Um, so definitely a chance here uh, with Nash on board again. Kintaya, keep safe. And then the one at odds, much like what Tom said about Raff Attack, I think is this Waterhouse bot with Tim Clark, Gumbutter, which is coming out of uh, Barrier 17, TC. Looks to probably dictate. It will spear across, or at least it will try to. Its last start win, albeit in Class 1 company, I think it was really handy. Um, Looks ready to step up in distance. This mile should suit. And, yeah, I mean, it it could be a bet going into the gloaming and so forth. So, I mean, I'll be keeping an eye on it. But, yeah, I'm leaning towards Cafe Millennium as well. All right. Good odds, Cafe Millennium. Andrew Hawkins just DM'd us. I'll tell you that after. It's a bit bizarre. Um, we go to the first group one of the day, the flight stakes uh, for the girls. So, Tis Invincible, I love this horse. It's... Um, it's gone pretty much, well, pretty close to equal equal odds with Komochi both starts and done really well. So Zach Lloyd aboard Barrier 12 this time, $3 into $2.70. It's looking for four on the trot. Um, one win at Rose Hill and the last two wins at Ramwick. It is, uh, looks good. Komochi put drawn to Barrier 7. Jay Collett uh, sticks with the horse and is, has run second, second to Tiz Invincible. It's $5, only a slight drift, 440 out to fives. We've got Tropical Squall is there. Um, Hieronymus is riding for Gay and Adrian. And then we got Molly Nickers at sevens, in from 11. So Jamie Carr's up riding. Uh, had a couple of wins down in Melbourne. So it's coming up here. Unique Ambition at tens. J-Mac aboard. The rest are double figures. Oh, mate, Summer Loving is going around again, Kelly. So, um, Tommy, what do you reckon? Tis Invincible is good, eh? Yeah, huge. Just keeps doing everything you ask of it. Not, not the best draw, but not too much sort of phases this horse. And big chance, probably best chance that Lloyd's going to have for he break his group one, get, yeah. his, get his first one out of the way. So, yeah, you got to think 
it's going to be a huge chance. It just, yeah, just keeps winning um, these last series starts. So probably too invisible to how I want to be. Tropical score was good, but um, maybe want to just see it a bit more, especially over a bit more distance. The two at odds that I'd, I don't mind is Summer Loving, getting all <laughs> mile, really finishing on uh, back marker for Gain Adrian. I think he'll be really um, a bit more suited with uh, a bit of pace in this race. And the other one as well is Private Legacy. Just been waiting for it to step up to ground as well. It might, it might need more than a mile, but you watch this horse finish strong. I think $7 a place of Private Legacy is a massive bet for Greg Hickman, Tyler Schiller. Um, really starting to hit the line strong, uh, and I think it's a good horse. So it is invisible, probably too good. Private Legacy, Summer Love, and the place. Go, are you going to give any love to Summer Loving? Happy to agree with Tommy with Summer Loving. Uh, the other horse I do like, come, coming out of the same form races. So I think the obvious form races, T-Rose, and his invincible way it's been running, can't take, can't knock. Same as Kamoji, can't knock. But, yeah, I, I just, Summer Loving, I can keep following. I think just step up to the mile, absolutely spooked. Same as French Endeavour. I backed it last day when it won, and... Stepping up to the mile here definitely suits it. Just, yeah, I, I just think that it, the price that both uh, Summer Loving and French Endeavour are, it'd be silly for me not to have something small on each. I think something like Tudor Levita will get a cushy run, I reckon. Just a low draw, and let's be honest, Wallow and Marrera, I mean, their, their record together on Group 1s, I think oh, they're absolutely flying at the moment. So at 12 bucks, definitely could entertain. No knock on the favourite. I just think the price is two seventy. I wouldn't want to get any lower. You have to put it in every, you know, exotic and this, whatever else. But I think bet actually might be just trying to find what fills the miners. You know, you could find French Endeavour at three ten to play six bucks yeah. for Summer Loving, Tudor Levita's three bucks. You know, I think those kind of plays are what you want to be doing uh, to probably make a profit here. Saying all that, yeah, I think I, I will. I do think I'm kind of leaning towards French Endeavour, although I've been following Summer Loving for so long. I think French Endeavour could jump a little bit closer, settle, probably fall back, one out, and then just get a nice transition with a little bit more speed in this race. So leaning towards French Endeavour to take it up. Take, take the flight stakes issue. All right. You're getting $12 bucks of French Endeavour. Dylan Gibbons aboard. We go to the premiere. Uh, a couple of big wigs are running around here. We have the likes of a Think About It, which is the favourite. It was 230. It's into 220. It is coming off a bunch of wins. So I guess the last time we saw Think About It, it was winning. Oh, it's had a couple of trials, but it's won, won the Stradbroke, the Kingsford Smith, and then a couple others. Uh, Takeover Target and a couple in Sydney as well. So. It's a pretty special horse, this one, uh, for Joe Pride. Clippo aboard. We've got Bell and Hippetina. It's been well back. It's eights into 5.50. Willow is riding. It's going to be um, second up after a trial. Zapateo is there at sixes. We've got Alcohol Free. Kohai mentioned it earlier before we started um, about possibly getting an Everest slot and depending on how it runs. So Magic Man is aboard there. Hawaii Five O has been friendless with Nash aboard. It's sixes out to tens. And then with double figures for Mazu, who already has a slot. Lost and Running's there. Jamie Carr aboard. Remark is there. Ethelric and Cotty at any old odds. But uh, think about it. I don't know. It was bloody impressive. And I don't know. Are you sticking with Tom? Yeah, I think you got to. I mean, the trials, the trials have been nice too. So this horse just keeps doing it. I think you got to be with it. Some quality springers behind it though. So um, definitely 
it's time at 1200 so very interesting to see it there's um you could talk about all these horses they're just they're just really good um Hawaii Five O, I like Nash on. That's probably one that I'm a bit worried about. Alcohol free with Joe Marrera. If it's back to its best form, it will really trouble him. And be wary of Bella as well. Um, probably more suited to the Moya on Friday night, but decided to come here for a Everest slot. Uh, Craig Williams on, very intriguing. So, I'm talking about a few others, Lost and Running, Jamie Carr, Mark, Mazu. Zapato, this goes on, but I think think about it. Um, really stands these Everest clients here. Can you go around think about it, Cowie, or not? Not, not really. I think it's. It, well, I mean, I think I genuinely think he is a, a superstar in the in the making. I think why that Joe Pride keeps thinking talking about about this horse is just you know it just lives up to every expectation. Keeps lift, lifting the you know the the invisible bar, so to speak. So, two twenty, it's probably the right price. Um, as for the rest, I think one at odds probably be lost and running. I think just last start was definitely a forgive. The trials in between subsequently have been enormous. I think the horse is actually flying at the moment, but I think the market's just reacted absolutely negatively from when it ran last start three wide no cover for the entire trip so 17 bucks 360 the place i think you could definitely have a little play around that and it could be a horse that potentially someone could pick up um i, I guess if you run top three in this race well it, not top three because if you think about it wins it's already got a slot so two th- second third fourth i guess could potentially either get a slot alcohol free probably you know is you along so if you can slide into the mix of those two, uh, you're probably deserving of a slot. Or well, I mean, you're kind of running out of horses to choose from. So I guess out of the best of them, I think Austin Running has the most potential for me. I think yeah, 17 bucks definitely. Hawaii Five O is a little bit of a interesting runner for me. I think it's a, it's got to be the on-speed horse along with Kote. So it might have it softer than I think. And 10 bucks is nice, but. Any which way I look, I think the, the favourite's going to be re- extremely hard to beat. And two twenty, right price, probably lock it up for a multi. Yeah, thinking with you. Well, uh, it's going to be a bit harder in the Epsom, I think. And good luck doing a quaddy here. So the Epsom, we have seven dollars the field, but the inevitable has been absolutely pounded. It is into seven dollars in from fifteen. Pericles was scratched, but there's no deduction there. So. 15s into 7s, drawn barrier 8s, uh, had a run last start, came second to Golden Mile, only just. Nugget is there, drawn wide, Damien Oliver aboard, it's 11s into $8, hoping your heart there at 8.50, Willow riding, Kovalika, Magic Man in, 15s into $8, good money for pounding as well, Jamie Carr, 26s into 9.50, Waterford is 14 with Zach Lloyd aboard, Converge is there at 15s, Redina is there at 15s, Democracy Manifest is there at 16. Bit of a drift for Golden Mile, who's drawn very wide, 15s out of 20s. And then we've got anything else being backed or anything? No, but there's a, it's a bloody big field. Uh, Tom, take it away. This is a very tough. Yeah, I've got no idea. It's, um, it's ridiculous. I reckon there's about nine of them in my black book out of this field of 20s. So it's real difficult. But um, I think Kovalika is a class horse in the race. And... I think Joe Marrero-on is huge, just purely on that. Um, 
I, I think I've got to be with it. I mean, it's got very similar Colgan vibes too, where it wins an Epsom, goes on to a Golden Eagle and is really tough to beat. Um, yeah, I, I think Kovalika. Um, I really love Hoping Your Heart. She's so tough, but I, you know, I love Greg Williams on it too. You can, I've been a fan of the Inevitable Nugget, a few other ones. The, one, the other one that really scares me, I reckon, is uh, Renanir. Uh, Kathy for Chris Waller as well. I thought her win last start was really good after taking them. Just, just to sit behind the leaders, she's drawn two and really rocketed in home late, really putting them to bed after finding a bit of trouble, and I think she'll improve off that. Um, and that's what we've been talking about, Democracy Manifest, who hasn't finished out the placings on a good track. Her um, massive win up at Newcastle. Nice win um, at it too, mate. Nice win. Yeah, Atlantic uh, is huge. It's big fan of Madame Pomeroy and a lot of others. But, <laughs> mate, I'll give you a Have you left any horses? He's, uh, he's, he's spoken about every horse. It's so hard, eh? Um, I'll give you a first four. I'll okay. go. Box four. Kovalika, uh, 17, Renier, uh, 8, Hope in Your Heart, and Democracy Manifest. Leaving out the inevitable, eh? Lee, uh, Coey, got anything? So, I haven't finished this race completely, but if I were to play in the quaddy, <laughs> so the first first leg would have been, think about it, stand it out, just let's get that out of the way. Let's just stand it out so we can select as many goddamn horses in this Epsom. Yeah. And, like, I guess you'd, from what Tommy said, I'd put the inevitable in, I'd put converge in, Golden Mile, despite being wide, I think could come right into calculations if it gets an absolute Blake Shin Perler. So it's in. Hope in your heart, honest as it comes. So it's in. Kovalik and Nugget, they're awesome. Uh, Joa and Dolly's on board Nugget. Can't leave it out. Democracy manifest after the Cameron. I think Barbie's Fox is ridiculous price for Ben Will and JD Hayes. I have to throw it in. Then a couple of these Waller runners, you just go, what the hell do I do with them? Like, Rodina, Waterford, Alensha, I don't know what to do with them. So, like, you could potentially put them in, but uh, we need to, like, obviously, be playing the quarter, you can't have them all. And I genuinely think the smoky of this race was Williamsburg after a, a decent run last start and got a low draw this start. So, and it's running around at 60s at 50 kilos on its back. So, I think, you, I reckon you could easily put. 12 horses in this leg, maybe have four in the next and then four in the next, and that'll give you about 200 bucks. So that's probably the play that I'd be doing here. I haven't finished yet, so I'll... Stand out just fine. Well, I think, yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people will do stand out, think about it, and stand out just fine if they like it. But let's go on to the Metrop. Uh, Just fine, which I found very funny in the the tab app, saying that it... Whatever, I can't remember what it said, actually. It said something like it wasn't... um, it's going good. good enough or something? Yeah, it said not on recent form. So obviously they've just it's just been buggered up there, but it's been changed since, and now it is now it says uh, will prove very hard to beat. So anyway, it's a <laughs> it's a dollar seventy five. Rachel King aboard, drawn barrier two, two dollars into a dollar seventy five has been. I think it rated its dick off in the first um, first run. So I mean, it was a cracker. How much who did it beat last start? Yeah, so. 
one and a half lengths beat Benno. So dollar seventy five this time. It is very short, so do what you will. Benno is the second favourite at eight fifty. Jamie Carr aboard, drawn inside just fine. It's elevens in eight fifty. Uh, Mister Waterville, I've heard a bit of a few yarns about this horse. I don't know a heap about it, but um, has been well supported. It's fifteens into nine dollars. Tyler gets the ride for Chris and. Major Beal is there at 17s. You've got Future History, a couple of bucks for it into $17. Al Abar, Abir, I actually backed that last start. That was disappointing. Calipor is there. Cleveland Spirit Reed, Border Giant, Man's always. Fuck, it's tough. But, Tommy, you just. Are you with the fave? $1.75? I mean, I, it's hard not to be after seeing its last start. I mean, that was ridiculous. Had plenty of speed in the race and then just toyed with them and kept going. And there's plenty of speed in this race, too. So. If it can replicate that, then I just there's no beating it, I think. But there is a ton of speed and a lot of horses that will uh, enjoy that speed. I mean, you've got Benno, who finished off really well, and I think with another genuine tempo. Um, Jamie Carr on. Uh, I don't mind Benno either. Um, and I think Cleveland and Colourpool, uh will run a lot better after drawing really bad in the Newcastle Cup and just having no chance Track might be a bit of a worry, but um, another one is Men's I think third up will really improve. Michael Dion, I think, will be massive too. So, really interesting race. But if, yeah, if Just Fine can do the exact same again, then I don't think anything will be beating it. Uh, Man's always that was one of the great tips from Brad Gray last year and beat Sharp and Smart. Uh, so, no, hasn't done much since. But, uh, Coe, are you going anything bar the fave? I think the favour will get all the favours. You look around it, Knight's Order's drawn outside of it, it'll come across, but it won't. It's a Gay and Adrian horse. Same as Major Beal, Gay and Adrian horse. I think those three could absolutely have a picnic up front. I don't think Spirit Ridge and Future History and the likes are bold enough to go in front of them or sit five wide, potentially, right? So I think there could be a... Perhaps a a tactical, you know, affair with the Waterhouse bot runners where they just absolutely dictate and have a picnic up front. So that considered, I think just fine being the superstar it could potentially be. I think it just wins. Yeah, dollar seventy five. I wouldn't be touching a dollar seventy five, but if you like it in the multi, you stick it in. I think Benno is going to get a really, really great run in transit. Um, it's actually drawn a gate for for a change. It could potentially box seat or two back. It should see everything unfold in front of it, and it, it will need luck in the run. But the horse is actually running the best, you know, in its career right now. So eight fifty, not against it. The other runners I could talk about potentially: Cleveland being all right, Major Beal definitely stepping up to twenty four hundred is a big tick, and Alabir at fifty kilos really interests me at twenty one dollars. I think. Yes, last start, it was actually last week, it was done by Athabaskan, but I think I like the short backup, stable obviously confident, 50 kilos on its back, which is absolutely nothing, 21 bucks, 460 the place, definitely could have a little bit on it, but yeah, favourite, let's go. Alright, they could be all running for second. Uh, last of the day at Randwick, 1,200 metre, Kibu is going around. So Kibu got smacked. It was 350 into 210, but it's drifted back out to 260. So Regan riding for the bot stable. Uh, I think me and Tommy were either way. Last last start, Tommy went with Kibu. It just beat Gaza Blanca. Um, 
but that's going around barrier eight. Airman is there. Zach Lloyd riding for the Hawks at six dollars into four eighty. A little bit of a drift recommendation. Johnny Allen riding for the Eustace Stable. Uh, extremely lucky is there at fourteen. No jock yet. Pizarro's had some bucks though. It's thirty four dollars today into sixteen. Jamie Carr riding going to be second up. And then anything else that's been backed is a no. All right, Tommy, you going with Kibu again? Yeah, I think I got it. I think it's I think it's a classy horse and um. To hold on and beat Garza Blanca after doing it pretty tough and um, Garza Blanca was flying and still managed to hold on. I really like that. So I'm, I'm with Cabot. Um, there's one who is returning in Knight's Choice who um, ended up winning the Wings in his last prep. Um, capped off a really good prep. Probably needs a run today, but look out. I'm pretty sure it's going to the Golden Eagle and um, drawn well. But, yeah, it might just need to run Jaden Lloyd coming down to ride it too. Yeah, he for, sticks with it, doesn't he? Yeah, so interesting to see it come to town. Much, much better. I think it'll enjoy the track, but, yeah, I'm probably with Kabu here. King? Two horses for me, Kabu and Airman. I think it, there is a lot of tempo in this. I think it's got to be a pretty hot race up front. Kabu is tough, and it can easily do what it did last start. But just as a safety, I think the Quinella play or the the each way play might be on air, man. Despite it's not really that long of a price, four eighty thereabouts. I think it's up to this. It's gonna be carrying rock bottom weight, I think. Well not rock bottom, but you know, it's carrying low weight compared to Kibu and I think it measures up well. I think that if if Kibu water goes much, much better, absolutely go, you know, Head-to-head up front. There's got to be plenty of chances for the back markets flying to it, and I think Airman's one of those. And as for Knight's Choice, Tommy, I think my understanding is the... I was speaking about this the other day to someone up there, and I think it's got to do the three runs down here. All things going well after this start. It should go to the Silver Eagle, then into the Golden Eagle. So I think they just want to see where it measures up in Sydney form. So I think that's why they've brought it down for a benchmark race. A strong benchmark race, um, and it is a little bit on the sharper side, but it's got to start somewhere, right? So, I guess this run's probably I wouldn't. It'd be a watch, not a back. Yeah, and see where it goes from here. All right, that's Ramwick. Uh, a couple of thoughts for Mooney Valley. I'm just going to mention Amelia's Jewel. It is going around at a dollar and thirty-five cents. Did open a dollar fifty. We know that it won last start against uh, where it beat Life Lesson. So. One at Flemington uh, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Look, a dollar thirty-five at the Valley, sixteen hundred meters. Not sure. I don't know, Coey. Would you touch a dollar thirty-five or even a dollar fifty? What it opened? I thought it was vulnerable last start. I think it's just it wins this. Yeah, I, just a dollar thirty-five. You know, like the price point is you've lost the price. Yeah. Even a dollar fifty, I don't think you were really going to lock that up if that makes sense. So, it just enjoy the night. Watch it. Grab a cold beer. You're about to see a superstar. Stand there. You know, like a dollar thirty-five. It's a no bet for me in terms of Amelia's Jewel. I think it just wins comfortably. It's a. It's not a strong field in my eyes. Last start was a, the Let's Elope was far stronger than this field in my eyes, and I know that Siona has been, you know, doing okay, but you can. It's apples and oranges in my eyes in terms of the class of horse. So the only thing that it might undo Amelia's Jewel is literally Mooney Valley in itself. So yeah. it is a horses for courses, I get it, but if the the horse that we saw last start shows up, it's win. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you can even take a dollar thirty-five to win, or you can actually own a two ten to run a place. So, uh, Tommy, are you similar thoughts? Uh, if you want to back it, back it for the cost plate now because if it just brains them, it yeah. obviously goes the cost plate. So, six dollars for the cost plate. I think I'd rather take that because yeah. if she um, if she does a job on them, which we might think, I think she'll be going straight. Maybe one more run before the cost plate, but uh, I think she could be four dollars or under for a cost plate. All right, the other one we were going to mention is the Moya. This is a 1,000-meter Group 1. This is where Imperatries uh, is going around as a $1.65 favorite. was a $1.70. It won at the Valley last start in a Group 2, beat Rothfire. It was amazing. It flew late. Um, and then they knocked back a Everest. or so said they're not interested in the Everest. They'd rather win a bunch of other stuff. So uh, it's going around at $1.65. Uncommon James is there. It's five fifty into four sixty. so a little bit of support. Asfura, always been one of mine. Love the horse. Uh what is the sevens into six fifty? Pretty much bang on. Rothfire is that at eight fifty, and you got the likes of Zoo Style Generation, uh, even the Inferno still going around. But Coey, what do we do? A dollar sixty five. Do you like any others? I think a dollar. The price is. I, I think she could actually be vulnerable this race. Not to say that she's going to lose, but I think there is a few chinks in the armor. Going a thousand again is a little bit of a query for mine. We all know that she can handle the valley, so. I guess they are really targeting the, the Group 1 status once again. Uh, Opie comes over from over the ditch, so all well and good. But, like, Rothfire draws one, which is a big upside, and four, six, uh, eight fifty for him, that's pretty good price. And around second behind Imperatrius last start, albeit by, I don't know, a couple of lengths, maybe even three. Uh, Uncommon James, first up, well, I mean, it's definite war. Asfura, great win last start, tough. 650. Like, you could definitely shop around, I think. I, I think this, I mean, we are saying that Giga Kick was a, it, he's a great horse. I can't deny that. But the race was ridden upside down last start. And I just don't see that quite happening in her favour this start. So, $1.65, the bookies might push out a little bit. You might find $1.80, $1.90 closer to race time. Uh, with, you know, the value that you might see with Rothfire, Uncommon James, Asphora. For me, what would I do? I'd probably just play around with the exotics, to be honest. Lock up four of them and just hope to God that Imperatrice loses, or not loses, but second, third, or fourth. Raving banker. So that, that's probably what I'd be doing, uh, personally. But she is a good horse. Whether the $1.65 will be justified tomorrow, I guess we'll wait and see. Tommy? Imperatriz probably goes, yeah, there's not going to be run like last time, Cowie, but there is a lot of them that go forward, especially in sprint races in Zoo Star, Rothfire, Asufara, Willow's Mount. Uh, I think there's I think there's really big pace for a sprint race around the valley, and that could help it, but it might also help Uncommon James, who mm. tends to run pretty well fresh as well, had a bit of a longest break after going to um Perth at the end of last prep, and I think Uncommon James might be the bet. Damien Laid as well, just ridden, uh, rides pretty well fresh, so I don't mind un- Uncommon James at the Valley. I'm with you. It's very hard, isn't it? I think, um, and I think I just have to have a couple of bucks for it just because I love it. All right, double grand final this weekend is going to be absolutely cooking on Sunday. I'm not sure if you guys have had the, uh, you, are you boys with the other bookmaker that offered 100 to 1 odds? So have either of you boys still alive with AFL NRL? Uh, NRL, yeah. Penrith or Bronx? Yep. Penrith. Any hedging? 
I bet I'm going to R-ing, but at the end of the day, it was 10 bucks. So I, might, I might put cheeky 200 bucks. We'll wait and see. Yeah, I thought it may as well, might even like just do a couple of like same gamers with a couple of, you know, make it Bronco-centric. Do you know what I mean? A couple of their tri-scorers or something. Yeah, I, I mean, no, it was 10 bucks. I, I, I get it that if you don't want to hedge because you're only losing 10 bucks, but the overall outcome of the thousand. So yeah, you're, you're also like, eh. missing out on 500 if you really do it properly. Yeah. You could take the line. What is it? Three and a half, four and a half, and you could win both ways. It's close. Yeah, probably good. Yeah, like that could be a bad play. I mean, I'd probably depends how sober I am by uh, <laughs> kickoff. I guess it's gonna be a hot day on Sunday, apparently. Oh yeah, it's gonna be cooking. Right, you Tommy, are you with Penrith? Oh, I'm actually pretty lucky. I got Penrith for a thousand with uh, Bedar if they don't go under by then, and um, I got Brisbane going for about seven hundred dollars with a. Um, Sports bet, uh, brackets bet from um, Van Ganeen's, uh yeah, brackets bet. So either way, I'm looking pretty good there. So um, I'll just go and answer the grand final with the old man. So really good seats too. Oh, so you're going I'll to the NRL? Play. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, going to be a cracker, right? Yeah, I think, it'll be, I think it'll be great. I think we're level four um, right on halfway too. So right above where the cameras are, which is going to be pretty nice. good. Well lubricated. Yeah, no, I'll have some beers too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, Kelly, you're off to dinner in Manly. Off to what? Are we, what are we having? Well, we're having Japanese because oh. I don't have enough of it. Yeah, funny that. Uh, what about you, Tommy? Anything tonight? Um, no, my partner's got COVID, so I'm doing the woolly shot for her. I and I haven't heard anyone with COVID in. for ages. Yeah, um, I'm actually lucky. My old man's got an empty apartment around the corner, so I've been. Ducking her because uh, too busy to get COVID this week. So, um, but at the same time, she can't really go out in the world. She's pretty crook. So I'm about to go do a grocery shop and get her some dinner and a few other things. So, um, oh, no, just yeah, do living the bachelor life though. It's pretty nice at by the apartment by yourself, well lubricated. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and some beers too. <laughs> All right, boys, enjoy. <laughs> Have a good evening. It's going to be a cracker weekend. We'll find some winners. Uh, Check out Facebook. We'll be putting up some stuff on the weekend. And like I said at the beginning, if you want to jump in the sweep, let me know. Thanks, boys. Do it.